Do do do. Hello. Welcome to Brain Sick, a podcast about mental illness. This is Andrew speaking. I'm Lydia. I am Alita. And today we are talking about Martin Sheen. And his also sick brain. known as Brian Wilson. Okay, that's confusing. <laughs> <laughs> Let's clarify. <laughs> okay, you're covering the man, the legend himself brian wilson mr wilson of the beach boys brian of the beach boys who just looks like martin sheen who's mr that's the running theory this is our theory look up look him up at home you'll you'll understand there's some funny business i don't know if we have any proof that they've been in separate places at the same time you know we should look into it or at the same place at the same time that would yeah next week okay we'll we'll update Oh, but, okay, before we get any further, I just wanted to make a correction from last time's episode. So I said that oh, our pal, Vincent Van Gogh, okay. oh, always, he was recognized? No. The one where he was globally recognized, okay, I'm not going to yeah. say global, but he was he very was widely recognition. Right. Okay. Yeah. So he was recognized a few years after his death, not a few months, which makes more sense. I just want to get that out there. Yes. Okay. It's good. Housekeeping is done. Housekeeping. That's what they say <laughs> on my favorite murder. Oh, that's probably where I got it from. Oh, I love that. That's like Check one it out. of my favorite podcasts. Our favorite. You will listen to it, right? Yes. But okay. Boss of Oddities is probably that's your OG. Way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Both of them are fantastic. Box mm-hmm. of Oddities and My Favorite Murder were big fans. They're and big actually, inspirations for exactly. Us. Yes. Um, so, so, shout out. Yes. <laughs> All right. Shout hopefully, out. we can get the plug back. So. Because that's what it's about. <laughs> I better be listening. <laughs> I, okay, I'm done. <laughs> Never mind. Sorry. Okay. It's okay. You can get into it's it now. Okay. So, on your birthday, June 20th. The best day. Of 1942. Clearly. Not that. That's not my birthday. That's where it ends. That's where the similarities end. You sure? End. <laughs> I hope so. Looking pretty good you look for good us. for 76. All right. Well, <laughs> on 1942's June 20th. Baby Brian was born oh. in Inglewood, California. That's SoCal, right? Yes. Mm. I don't know how close to the LA area. That's okay. The geography is unimportant. Unimportant. Yes. Um, he is the oldest son of his other baby brothers, Dennis and Carl, who come at some point afterwards. If he has any other siblings, they weren't in the Beach Boys, so I don't know about them. <laughs> so they're relevant, and we don't need to talk about them. Exactly. I didn't know his brothers were in this band. Oh, yes. They're all brothers? Yes, know that. it was Brian, Dennis, and Carl Wilson, and they had a couple of other buddies. It'd be better if their last name was Beach. Mm. It would be. We'll perfect. get to this, though. There's actually mm. a bit of a... a, bit of a uh... History? Scandal. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Let's let's keep it rolling. So, for whatever reason, baby Brian boy had special musical abilities as a little, a little guy. So their How dad. How little are we talking? Like within his first year. <gasps> of existing. Of existing. Well, I mean, like post. Oh yes. Okay. 
Yes. <laughs> Wait, no. <laughs> Wait, okay. yeah. 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 Because it's like, postpartum depression. depression. You're right. Since he came into our beautiful Inglewood. Um, right. We, so, so their father, Murray Wilson, um, was an amateur musician. He wasn't a professional, but he was interested in the hobby. And so he was kind of pushing music on, on the kids and he like wanted, wanted to, you know, support them and, mm. and see if they wanted to go in that direction. And so I guess Brian could detect melody. He, he could hear melodies to songs and then repeat them and have them memorized like oh, wow. really quickly and he would kind of be singing along almost so he kind of had an ear for at melody age one? yeah no at like age one according according to his father he's so tiny yeah when did his ears speaking? are so small How he was just kind of bah, 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 okay. or, or whatever yeah yeah he was just kind of picking up on it oh, that's really cute that's so, so cute it's pretty cool <laughs> yeah and so obviously you know this is the prodigy mm. this is the chosen one mm-hmm. and so his, his father obviously did everything he could to to bring this demon out of him, oh. and so oh, wow. we had um, he had he had toy accordion lessons, and then um, I guess I guess their family was at least somewhat involved in the church because he sang in the choir and he would do Woo. solos and everything. This is getting Woo. to like seven or eight years old. Okay, um, that's a little one year old with the solos. Little toddler. Yeah, no, no, yeah. So so, so he's just he's just learning the music and getting familiar with everything. He starts taking um, piano lessons at some point and uh, starts teaching his, his younger brother's harmonies to piano parts that he's singing. Um, he did a lot of listening to... Which brother? Both of them. Oh, okay. So he got everybody just wrapped into it. Ooh. And so he's just teaching them to kind of sing along. And they're already kind of forming this little like family band Aww. thing going on. He was also big into sports in high school. Apparently, he was a uh, quarterback at some point for a little oh. while, which is, which is interesting. There's a lot about... Mr. Wilson, I did not know before doing this at all. So it's quite mm-hmm. it's quite the journey. Oh, and you got this That's from exciting. Wikipedia. Oh, um, our yes. favorite. Our favorite. Good source. Best source. So uh yeah, you know. It's true. Because who needs to be uh correct? No. About anything. <laughs> Everything that I pull is, seems pretty well cited. Wikipedia but, uh, is trustworthy, just not for like research. Papers. Yeah, it's still very. I remember. <laughs> uh, if you're gonna be graded on something, <laughs> that shit's not gonna fly. Are we allowed to curse? I think we're already that, there. That that dick is. I was gonna, gonna ask fly. this question. <laughs> I think Alita already dropped something in the last one. <laughs> when I listened, I listened yeah, back. Good. So we crossed the threshold. I'm glad we're there. I I broke right through <laughs> that. I popped that cherry. Oh my god. So to speak. You did. (laughs) So, the the very first musical performance comes along. And so so this is kind of a biography, but, like, the musical career is very intertwined. So, especially Mm -hmm. at the start here. So, we're kind of just going to get into them. We'll get into his personal life mm-hmm. um so so there because until now he's just a, he's just a good old boy you know okay. going to school in southern california you know you know how inglewood. it is in inglewood mm-hmm. best inglewoodian life in- inglewoodian it sounds so high inglewoodian. like status inglewood yeah. seems like it seems like they were yeah. decently well to do sounds like irvine yeah yeah just it makes me think of some like prestigious like english place mm-hmm. or like like norwegian but like Huh. Inglewood. <laughs> Makes me think of like a worm. Mm. That's Ingle. just me. Ingleworm. Ingleworm. Yeah, like it, it ingles. <laughs> you know, you get it. As a worm does. Yeah. We do, of course. So there's an arts program 
at the high school. Um, I think this is their senior year. Um, or Brian's senior year. So <laughs> I, I, I don't know how much older he is than the brothers either. Yeah, his um, high school year, obviously. <laughs> but uh, he forms a uh, a little band with uh, brother Carl. Brother. <laughs> and uh, their cousin, <laughs> the the Wilson's cousin, Mike Love. Okay. It's a hell. Of, I don't know that's if nice I, I don't know if that's legitimately his family name. I hope so. But it's. It's a good Mr. Love. Mr. Love. Join, Mr. Love joins Brian and Carl Wilson in uh, what what they called themselves Carl and the Passions. Oh. So that was the way he roped his brother into it, is by saying it's your band. Ah, uh, right? Carl. It's a lot of responsibility for one Carl. Do you know how old Carl was <laughs> at this point? No, I honestly don't. I think they were they were all born relatively... They're all in high school together. They're not okay. separated by too many years. Okay. Um, cool. Yeah, I don't know. Brian is the big one, though. Okay. And uh, they they play this show, and and I guess they sound good because another another student of theirs, an mm. Inglewood soon to be alumni mm. by the name of Al Jardine, hears alumnus. Alumnus. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's okay. Yeah. He he hears the band and he likes what he's hearing. So I think he kind of gets in the circle from that point. He ends up being one of the boys. The oh, um, one of the um, one of the passions, if you will. Yeah. One of us. It's kind of a you know yeah like, yeah it's a cult thing. Yeah. Mm, okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so I we'll we'll get there. Oh my gosh. So. Come, come the following year in uh, September of uh, 1960, right on the dot turn of the decade, uh, Wilson Brian Wilson enrolls at El Camino College in LA. Mm. Uh, he's a psychology major. Hey. Yee. Um, and he starts, uh, you know, being a good old student, but he's also kind of working on music mm. in his free time. And so in, in the following year in 61, um, he writes what becomes to be Surfer Girl, which is one of the Beach Boys' first hits. Okay. But it's kind of just something he's like working on for fun, kind of a hobby thing. Mm. So then in, in later in the summer of that year, um, along with uh, Mike Love and Al Jardine and his brothers Carl and Dennis, uh, Wilson and them form the Pendletones. Oh. That's their band. That's they also were... a powerful name. Figuring out their name. Pendletones. Pendletones. Like, it makes Pendleton? Me, yeah, it makes me think of Pendleton Ward. Kind of. Yeah. From Adventure Time. So that's that's who they are. That's that's who these hip okay. kids. What is Pendleton? Is that because... I don't know. Yeah, what is what that? What does it mean? It might, it might just have, like, a musical. Mr. Beach Boys. Please clarify. Please tell us. Mr. It's okay, Boys. because it doesn't last for long. Oh, okay. You don't have to worry about it. Okay. But, um, so they go on, they write They write a couple more songs together, a couple more of their more, you know, famous earlier songs. Um, they write Surfing. Um, and then Labor Day Weekend comes around, 1961, Ooh. and the Wilson's parents go on vacation to Mexico City. Ooh. Without uh, the boys? Without the boys. They uh -oh. leave them there to do their, their boyish things, uh -oh. which would be taking all of the emergency money left for them by their parents to rent an amplifier, a microphone, and a stand-up bass for Al Jardine to play. Oh, all right. And then they uh, rehearsed for a few days, 
in the basement. Mm-hmm. And eventually, um, their parents come home. And instead of getting mad when they hear the kids playing the music, they're mm-hmm. so goddamn impressed Whoa. that their, their dad, Murray, um, proclaims <laughs> himself <laughs> Murray, M-U-R-R-Y. It sounds like you were going to oh! say murdered. Oh! <laughs> Our mind is on the murder. Oh. We're still... Georgia and... Mm. Uh, God, who's the other one? I'm sorry. I love you. I don't remember your name. <laughs> wait, Georgia wait. and... Okay. Who's the other one? Oh, my God. Why am I blanking? I said Cheryl. It's definitely no. not Cheryl. I feel the pressure, so I don't do well under pressure. Georgia and... I want to say Keith. It's not Keith. <laughs> I'm just really bad at we're this. Gonna, we're going to get it. We'll, we'll come back. I'm we're sorry. So sorry. Okay, Continue. Just interrupt us whenever so you remember. Okay, I'll just okay. yell her name. Good. Yes. Yes. Just in general, not just, just like whatever, yeah. Okay, for sure. We'll figure um, this out. <laughs> last name too. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, Kilgoroff. Is that one of Georgia Hardstark. Oh yeah, and then something Kil- Kilgoroff. How do I remember her last name and not her first name? Georgia. Georgia and. Georgia. <laughs> Georgia. Sarah. And... No. no. Michelle. No. Stop it. <laughs> Georgia. Anna. I, I like these names, but Barbara. Ooh. Rhonda. <laughs> <laughs> Georgia and Kat, not Kat, because yes, Kat and Jethro. This is so upsetting. I'm, I I love you guys. Why is this so bad? Wait, wait. I got, I got this. I'm really upset. I'm sorry. This is important. I apologize. I feel like this episode is going to be like twice as long as the last Cause one, just because we're like, we'll see. We're getting a little more detail. <laughs> I'm gonna read like it's a one so Karen. Karen. Yeah, Georgia and Karen. Karen right. and Georgia. That was so loud. Good. Hopefully, it's not too loud. Sorry, y'all. No, we did it. We did it. Thank you so much for your patience, Andrew. We're totally like overriding your your surfing. We're in the Uh, for now. For now. (laughs) Um, but yeah. So just 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 a step below murdering his sons. Mm. Oh, uh, Murray Wilson is so excited that he decides to become the band's manager. Whoa! And starts making moves to get them a proper studio session to record. It's um, a big job. Cool parents, wow. right there. Yeah, you know, I guess they were, you know, they were the musicians that he always wanted to be, or something, mm. kind of thing. I don't know, but that's really, you know, he was, he was happy for them, and he wanted to make some money off of them, and so that's what they started doing. <sighs> um, so yeah, then uh, they uh, they go to Candix Records, which is kind of a smaller label, it seems, and they record Surfing in the studio, and it becomes a hit in L.A. Hmm. And uh, it hits number f- seventy-five on the Billboard charts. Wow. Um, hmm. What year is this? This is still sixty-one. Maybe uh-huh. 60, around, sixty-one. Around yeah, this is still sixty-one. That makes sense. So, so yeah, it, they come out and then you know they're starting the decade off strong, making a name for themselves. Hmm. And then um, it seemed like a pretty good moment. They were driving down the car one day, uh, down the car. Yes. In the car. Down, down the, the car. car. Down the car, in the road. And they heard their own song on the radio, which Whoa. they had no idea that it was even, you know, making those mm, rounds, right? Exciting. But uh, when they hear surfing, it's not by the Pendletones. Uh-oh. It's by the Beach Boys. Oh! As Candix Records had okay. changed their name Ooh. without talking to them about it hmm. at all. Yikes. So they never wanted so to be the Beach is Boys. The, the drama so perhaps mm-hmm. i shall refer to them as the pendletones for the rest of this as they would have wished yes uh, but, uh, at their truest form 
I, their truest form. I mean, yeah, but it's I, what they wanted, Lydia. It's what they would have wanted. But what if they like they ended up liking? Did they? they they probably could have changed it back if they wanted to. But so. this is the thing is because once once because they got a hit under the, the different name, so like they're. I feel like we should yeah. keep it historically correct. <laughs> okay. I don't want to confuse anyone Let's or myself. Write history. Pendletones, uh. it is. <laughs> Just control <laughs> F. Replace <laughs> all of yes. these boys with Pendleton. Yes. Wikipedia. And everyone. We're coming for you. Yes. Mm-hmm. And like the Mandela too. effect. Yes. Anyone yes. who's like Beach Boys? <laughs> no. Uh-uh. It's always been Pendletones. Yeah. Crazy. But Beach Boys. Back to the boys. Apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh Big hit. I don't really know how upset they were about that, but it's definitely it was it's a lot different than what they wanted. It's kinda but rude. I guess you kinda have to be happy because it was was a hit and Honestly, with how shallow radio culture is, the name probably helped them get into that. So, um, yeah, you know, then they're off to a good start. Okay. And then uh, they play their first major live show on New Year's Eve at a memorial dance. Uh, their father buys him uh, an electric bass, and uh, so Jardine moves to guitar. So I guess Brian Wilson learned to play the bass in like three days because oh. they bought the bass like three days before the show. He didn't so know how to play? I don't know how much he learned. He knew how to play piano, right? And a bass few, isn't, he had some other isn't instruments. terribly hard to like learn if you know piano because it's... Yeah. My, okay, my understanding of the of bass guitar is like it's mostly like you got the four strings which mm. is E, E, A, B, I think. Maybe. Whatever, don't quote me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and like you just have to like know like how to shift up like every fret is like a half step except for the yeah. weird ones where it's like between like b and c or whatever right. so like if you know that and, and you know the strings, yeah then you're fine. yeah yes. he, was, he was pretty musically inclined so he kind of picked up on it nice. that was just kind of interesting but then so so 1962 rolls around following year and uh they end up on Capitol records which is a really big label yeah um well. and uh so they're, they're doing their their first album and um at this time in the early 60s and, and prior, it was really usual for a professional to come in as a producer and to run the studio during recording, and then mm. the band performs, and then mm. the third-party producer assembles the song and mixes it, and then mm. they release it. Mm-hmm. But Wilson really wanted to do the production himself. Okay. And so he fought for and won the rights to do that in exchange for them having the band's record. Um, they didn't credit Wilson for the production of the album still because they were afraid that that would be kind of a turnoff i guess that it's like it wasn't a professional who did it oh okay um nowadays it's kind of the norm right but but he he really kind of set um a precedent in in many ways starting with with that kind of thing yeah so they they do their first album and they make it and at this point like wilson i guess he realizes that what he really wants to do is produce music so he starts producing for other bands. There's a few other like solo artists he does like a song or two for, and then he starts working for a group called The Honeys, Aww. which he, I guess he intended to be the female counterpart to the Beach Boys. <laughs> um, but Capitol Records really was not happy with the fact that he was using his talents for other bands, and they wanted mm-hmm. to have him for the Beach Boys, mm-hmm. and so they kind of like stomped out his avenues to do this and like focus on your band stop working with these other people and getting them that's what happens that's what happens when you sign it seems like you kind of have to give a a little bit a little bit 
Yeah, and so this kind of tension is going to, like, continue throughout the rest of his mm, life a little perfect. bit. And he's still alive. He is 76. Hanging in there. So, is there any kind of mental illness, like, pre... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Or like, like any signs by yeah. this point or anything like yeah. that? Doesn't really seem like it. Okay. Other than he's like kind of really unnaturally kind of gifted towards mm-hmm. the songwriting mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the melodies okay. and harmony and everything. Which could, yeah. Yeah. Indicative of something deeper. Yeah, like the creativity kind of came first mm-hmm. before anything else did. Okay. Um, cool. But it very quickly starts to uh, manifest itself. So okay. come, come 1964... Uh, Beach Boys have gotten really, really big. They're doing tours everywhere. Oh, cool. Yes. I have a question. Um, are Is Brian still in school or any of the other ones? Did they graduate? I would assume they that they dropped out to capitalize on the mm. money they were making as musicians. I don't okay. think yeah. that they ever got their degrees. Because they didn't need to. No. Yeah. Um, I was curious. All right, thank you. Yeah, yeah, no. And, yeah, so come, come 1964, um, they're touring constantly everywhere Mm. and um they're making a flight december 23rd right christmas time Mm -hmm. um from la home to houston to do a show um and uh brian has a panic attack on the plane starts just freaking out and at that moment he kind of stopped performing live Mm. with the group and just kind of resolved himself to to home life he just wanted to write and work in the studio how old, do you know how old he was when he had that panic attack so at that point he would have been 22 mm. oh yeah yeah and he so had a panic attack on the plane had a panic That's attack on the plane awful. apparently because it was just kind of hitting him how back to back and then he has a quote from an interview um he says uh when it comes to stepping down from the band at that time he says, I felt I had no choice. I was run down mentally and emotionally because I was running around, jumping on jets from one city to another on one night stands. Also mm-hmm. producing, writing, arranging, singing, planning, teaching yes. to the point where I had no peace of mind and no chance to actually sit down and think or even rest. Aww. So, yeah, it sounds like not a good time. Uh-uh. And, um, you know, it's it's unclear exactly how much was the all of the beach boys want and how much was the record label and maybe mm-hmm. their dad kind of pushing them to go do all this stuff right, right? he's living vicariously through them he's this amateur musician Murray. yeah Murray. seems like it seems like that might be there might be some truth to that a little bit. definitely mm-hmm. not to make any bold claims about murray i'm sure he's a fantastic man <laughs> um, great dad but that's also a bold claim <laughs> uh, i'm making a lot of bo- you know what he was a guy <laughs> he was a man was who a was man. a father <laughs> and an amateur musician <laughs> we'll leave it at that yeah. so so yeah he he really takes this step down and um tries to like recuperate his mental health Mm, good for him you know which is a good step and so i guess around in that same month of december it seems like a little bit after that episode one of his friends introduces him to the marijuana oh and uh he's drawn to it because it helps him chill Uh the 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 hell out um (laughs) yes (laughs) and so then he basically so instead of going on tour with the beach boys while still collecting like royalties from everything and still making money, he's just not doing the shows, right? Mm-hmm. So he's just not doing the shows, but he decides just to sit at home all day and smoke pot and work <laughs> in the studio. That's a dream. But it seems to be pretty productive for him. But just because wow. just come January next year in '65, he finishes producing the the next Beach Boys album mm-hmm. today. Wow. Um, 
And then... Oh, the album's called Today. The album's Today! Okay. Exclamation. <laughs> just, need, just needed point. to clarify that. <laughs> I honestly didn't even process. I was just like, I was hoping <laughs> to just go that. <laughs> I, I needed, I needed that so clarification. More than fair. Okay, yeah. thank you. But uh, yeah, so he's just he's just chilling and working, and I guess he likes the pot. Chilling. He's chilling. <laughs> he's really chilling. And he likes the pot so much <sighs> that when he finds out that his buddy has acid, he's Ooh. like, "Hey, let me get some of that." That's the wait, next wait, step. Acid. So See? is that a normal step between? marijuana to acid it's kind of the same family of things honestly okay. yeah although I've, it's yeah. pretty pretty it's a jump in terms of especially in the 60s the kind of pot they had back then kind of a jump in mm-hmm. how uh, much of a serious experience you're going to have okay okay but uh, it's the same buddy who gives it to him who was pretty hesitant to mm. thinking like you know you got to be careful you know you died like a panic attack like right here last he has year that. kind of thing okay yeah but um he he goes on, and uh, he has he has the acid trip, and his friend gives him a reasonable dose at the time, mm-hmm. and he um, very much enjoyed mm-hmm. tripping out. And so there, there's a quote from him in '66, which is just a little bit after this happened, where he said, mm-hmm. "I had what I consider to be a very religious experience. I took LSD, a full dose of LSD." And later, another time, I took a smaller dose. And I learned a lot of things, like patience, understanding. I can't teach you or tell you what I learned from taking it, but I consider it a very religious experience. Hmm. So, uh, it seemed like it went really well for him, and he had this kind of, like, super spiritual thing going on. And apparently Mm -hmm. he wrote uh, (laughs) the music for California Girls, one of their biggest songs. (laughs) Not Katy Perry, that damned... Not damn her. I mean, um, it's a catchy song. It's it's nothing on Beach Boys California okay, Girls. Anyway, this is a fact, it. also from Wikipedia. <laughs> of um, course, it's right there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But yeah, he writes he writes the music for it while he's uh, while he's sky high, and um, wow. Do so you have it, any of his lyrics for that? Um, we should we'll, we'll look at that maybe later. But. You know, it, it's it's not it's not the most psychedelic song. Okay. You know, the the music is is kind of you know it's just it's just a nice little beat. He was just writing the music to it at the time. Oh, I don't know if, okay. if the lyrics were part of it yet. It's a pretty simple song. You know, okay. he likes he wish he wishes they all could be California girls because nice. they're better than all the other girls. Okay. Yeah, that's true. That's that's just how it goes. Okay. Cool. It's pretty much the Katy Perry song, but better. Not ripped off by the Beach Boys huh. and better. I'll have to listen to it. <laughs> Me too. I have to I be no honest, idea. I am not well acquainted with the Beach Boys Me at neither. all. But I've always wanted to be better because they're such icons of um, the past generation and that has carried on to our our generation as well. So I think it's, it's all the car commercials. All the car what commercials. That's them, right? All the song da 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 da. Wait so long. Oh yeah, yeah. That's not right. That'd be nice. Okay, yeah. Okay, good. I didn't even know that. See. Yeah, no, yeah. They got they're very, they're big. They set the stage for a lot of like like the Beatles and a lot of kind of Mm. bands that come afterwards. They were some of the. I mean, this is like early early sixties, right? Like they were kind of. I mean, he has the haircut. He does have the haircut. Ooh. He really does. (laughs) Ooh, he does. Very nice. Okay. 
Good old Inglewood boys. Inglewood. Should, that, that should have been the counterpart to California. Inglewood boys. Inglewood boys. Mm. For some reason, we don't have this. So if you're out Miss there, opportunity. and you have the inspiration, please write Inglewood Boys I mean, for okay. all of us. We could. Okay, wait. So he has this LSD trip. Does this send him into some sort of? He's happy. No, about he has he has a very like religious experience, and he okay. feels like his kind of like towards enlightenment kind of thing, and okay. it feels great. Yeah. Um, I don't know his background, but I know sometimes if you take psychedelics, it can trigger. So what like, does happen okay. is a week after he has this experience, uh-huh. he starts having some minor mm. auditory okay, hallucinations, yeah. um, which is like the clear sign. Yeah, if you have a latent um, schizophrenia in particular, then the LSD mm. is really capable of pulling out that that schizophrenia mm-hmm. and making it manifest in the person if you're already predisposed to it yeah and so there, and there's a lot of people we could talk about on this podcast a lot of people who did a lot of acid and Woo! they seem relatively okay <laughs> and and some people that did some acid and were genetically predisposed mm, to some yeah. schizophrenia and it really yeah. fucked them up yeah um so which um we don't we don't want that, it, that no. so it can be dangerous generally speaking it's, it's definitely not harmless um yes. but uh for for now that that seems to be the only real thing to directly come out of those experiences for him okay it seems like it's not so major that it's like debilitating but it's just a little weird it's like you probably should cool down buddy take it slow do you know if he recognized that that was something or was it just kind of oh that's there i don't know how much the knowledge uh was about any of that kind of stuff so i, okay. I don't know how much of a cause for concern it felt like at the time. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. It's it won't be the end of his using it. Okay. Oh, okay. Um and it's unclear how much it had a role in bringing him down, but um definitely some factor, mm. obviously, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um I mean, yeah, but, acid uh, is like it fucks with your brain, man. From what yeah. little research I've done, like, because <laughs> the other day I was just looking, I was like, "What even is acid?" And I was like researching it a little bit, um, and like, it's it's it freaked me out to be honest, because like you can have flashbacks to your trip, like weeks, months, like years after that trip, like even if like like it just really like affects your brain in a way hmm. that um, is so seemingly permanent and huh. like. Like it really integrates itself into your brain. I don't know. It seems very. This is this is probably more of an off the air conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But okay. um. Well, we can talk about. We have yeah. more information about it. Yeah, yeah, but uh, he seems like he was uh, at least okay in in the time following that experience. Okay. Um, and then uh, in late. 65 kind of right afterwards he starts working on pet sounds is that a song it's an album okay so it's it's the next biggest thing it'll it'll go on to be what's kind of their like most like groundbreaking influential Mm -hmm. exciting album um even though i guess it, it didn't uh it didn't do so well in, like, the years that it was released and following, but it's coming to be kind of a staple, like, one of their most important and, and influential oh. works and contributions to the genre of music. Mm. And, um, 
it was interesting because Brian goes and records the instrumentation for all the songs with another band and then brings the Beach Boys in afterwards just to have them do the vocal parts to everything. The Beach Boys are very, at first they're very um, unhappy with the direction, the way everything sounds. And they're like, Mm. this is weird and we don't like it. And he's like, trust me guys, just do it. And they settle it somehow over this dispute. Mm -hmm. And they go on to make one of the most, you know, long-standing successful albums in hindsight of their career. Um, again, immediately following this experiences, so it's like he kind of pulled out some kind of creative like bug in him, where like suddenly he was having these like grand ideas, and he's like really trying to make this stuff. That's cool, yeah. right? So yeah, they they make Pet Sounds, and uh, it's released in uh, in May of '66. And uh, so they're still in their twenties. They're still in their twenties, like early or mid twenties. So yeah, he'd be twenty four. Wow, twenty. Four, yeah. That's so me almost. Yeah. That's insane. Just about. Yeah, they're they're making some of the most like again some of the most important stuff that they did in their in their career together through that point. So yeah, it's and it's crazy. Like I mean, just the, the way everything kind of is like scaling up and getting so big mm. and out of control and everything. Right. So young still. Yeah. No time to like properly kind of grow as That'll, a person. Yeah. And everything. Yeah. Will definitely affect things. Definitely contributed to a. Uh, you know, a lot of this, like, very eccentric, kind of out-of-control behavior. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, Which um, you're going to talk about now? Yeah. Okay. Because we haven't talked about anything <laughs> eccentric yet. Yes. I'm sorry about that buzzing. I don't know what it is. Let me go. Um, Let's, I think we forgot to do Do Not Disturb. Yes. Next know. time. We're going to get this figured out okay we're all on do not disturb now perfect good to go sorry i probably stopped you before you were about to get continue to just keep going this no is it's, very okay. Interesting. it's okay it's okay I, I mean like there's kind of just this slow down slope with mm-hmm. everything mentally speaking mm-hmm. so and it, so almost like this negative correlation and so yeah even even I've, so because like these like the these acid trips and everything are kind of like in terms of like the 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 band's kind of success it's like mm-hmm. kind of on the upswing but it's kind of like approaching this like precipice mm-hmm. where everything kind of falls off the deep end here. Uh-huh. so while so while they're working on the pet sounds album they make the song good vibrations mm-hmm. this will go on to be kind of like one of the first if not the first pop song to like use like electronic hmm. instrumentation in it i think they use a theremin in the song yeah, no, um and uh uh, he spends, this, this is a little eccentric, he spends <laughs> six months working on the song um, between multiple studios and multiple sessions recording it, and he spends uh, $50,000 in 1965 money. Wow. Mm. And so if you inflate that, that's somewhere a little under $400,000 by for today's standards. Song? For one song? Holy. Over six months. So huh. he he really had an idea <laughs> uh-huh. in his head, and he really mm-hmm. wanted to make that song. Mm-hmm. And it is one of again their most influential, biggest contributions to music history kind mm-hmm. of songs. But at the time, not knowing what you're making, right? Like it's kind of crazy to be doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is good vibrations. It. This is good vibrations. Okay, and, so it's not released um, on an album or anything. It comes out as a single at some point afterwards. Um, 
and it becomes their third number one Billboard hit. Wow. Um, and at this point, because they're starting to kind of make waves and start to really kind of push <laughs> make waves. boundaries and everything, the Beach Boys <laughs> are making waves. <laughs> um, even though, you know. vibrations. <laughs> <laughs> it's all coming together. Yeah. Yeah. This is why they changed the name to Beach Boys, obviously. They knew. Just yeah. for this moment right Pendle now. Tones just doesn't uh, have the same ring to it. Doesn't. We've got to have that alliteration. Yes. <sighs> That's a good word. Okay. It's a very good word. It is. Please continue. So, by this point, you know, Beach Boys have been around for a few years, and they're kind of the thing, but, you know, the fads come and go, right? Mm-hmm. So, you need to you need to keep the Beast Boys, Beast Boys, Whoa. <laughs> Beastie Beach Boys. Yes. Um, Beastie Boys. Is he a thing? That's another thing. Isn't that, Is that a that comic? Gr- yeah. That's from, another, he's that it's green another guy. musical artist. Oh. The Beastie Boys. Oh. Anyways. What are we thinking Beast about? Boy is the one from that stupid Teen Titans. Beast Sorry. Boy is Teen Titans. Teen the Titans. The green one. Ah. Uh, yes. Also Well, great. Teen Titans was okay, right? But it's <laughs> Teen, Teen Titans, Titans Go. Okay. I associate it with Teen, Teen Titans, Titans Go, and I despise that. It's just... It just uh, looks bad. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I'm thinking of the little cartoon. They, their eyes are huge. <laughs> They're yeah. tiny. Yeah. So, not to offend all those... I mean, be offended. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to censor ourselves. Back and just be the, out there with it. Back to the Beach Boys. <laughs> Our Beach Boys. They're, uh, you know, and, and that's the thing is they're they're just these cool surfer dudes just hanging out, just nice Inglewood Inglewood guys. Yes. Um, even though they never surfed, this was just kind of like <laughs> they just like capitalized on the thing. The whole aesthetic. Was, it was that was the whole thing was the surfing thing. So like, why would we go surf when we can? Write songs about it and make money off of it. <laughs> Capitalism at its finest. It, at its finest. Mm-hmm. So, Beautiful. you know, they, they have this image, but then their press agent at the time, Derek Taylor, turns into their publicist, takes this step up, and okay. he starts describing Brian Wilson as a genius. Ooh. So they start pushing this, like, genius musician-composer angle instead of the surfer mm-hmm. angle. Okay. Um, and... Brian does not appreciate this. That is and a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. He wouldn't be the only artist to really dislike a label, like, being like, oh, he's a genius, he's a mm. revolutionary, like, all this stuff. Because it puts that pressure on you, and then yeah. it's like you have to be the genius or you're, like, you're nothing, mm-hmm. right? So so they, they create this kind of image for him, mm. um, which is a little, you know, much, much to their dislike, much to Brian's dislike in particular, because it's really mm. just him. But uh, Good Vibrations is still such a success. They're still doing good. And then, so, Brian Wilson begins Smile, um, which is... That's what you had playing earlier. Getting in in the good vibes. Yes. Um, And so, this this is going to be something that he never finishes. Oh. And so, it's... He described his original idea for smile as a teenage symphony to god (laughs) so this this is really feeling like he did the pet sounds thing he kind of like was trying to win all out on Mm -hmm. it but then now this is like his magnum opus that he's trying to create his his masterpiece all right is he religious at all because you mentioned how 
with his acid trips, he described it as like a religious also choir experience. boy, right? He, yeah, he was, he was a, choir a choir boy. He described oh, yes. having religious okay. experiences. Mm. There's a lot of God in the songs. Hmm. Okay, um, I didn't know that. In okay. um, like like in Pet Sounds, there's like God only knows hmm. what I'd be without you, and a few other God things. There's there's allusions to that kind of stuff. That song. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you know it. Yes, we know. We Everybody don't know that we know it, it yeah, but we know it's it. there. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I forgot about the church boy thing. But yes, that's wait, wait, um, wait, watch out. That's a... fascinating. Okay. So yeah, and there's at. there's a song on um, on Smile that ends up getting written, which I think is probably the most kind of interesting of the. Uh... Wait, are we allowed to play it? No, no, no. Oh, I'm, just, okay. I'm just reading the lyrics. <laughs> so you press play. I was like... So. So yeah, it's the the song's wonderful, and it, it's on this album, Smile, and this kind of work in progress. And it's uh, how does it go? She belongs there, left with her liberty, never known as a non-believer. Mm. She laughs and stays in the one, one wonderful. And then, uh, yeah, yeah, farther down the path was a mystery through the recess, the chalk and numbers. A boy bumped into her, one, one wonderful. Mm. All fall down and lost in the mystery, lost it all to a non-believer, and all that's left is a girl. So yeah, this is that you know, this is kind of theme of like faithfulness being kind of important to him. Mm. Um, interesting. Definitely, which is what makes it really interesting as he starts to kind of unwind a little bit. Is you think, from what you hear in the music, that there'd be some kind of resolve mm. to like to keep him there, but it doesn't really seem like it at all. Okay. And that's where it becomes a question of like how much of it was ever in his control, how much of it is really like mental illness kind of. So grabbing hold of him. Yeah, where is he in all that at this point? So he's he's still like his brain is he's just so like tunnel visioned on um, the music making. But at uh-huh. this point, he's he's married. I don't know exactly when, but okay. he has his wife Marilyn, um, and she is uh, soon to be pregnant with their first child, Carney Carnine, Canine, something like that. <laughs> Carney. Carney Wilson? Why does that sound familiar? Carney Wilson. I don't know. But I like the name. She's it has also a, nice a musician. Perhaps you've heard some of her things. Maybe. Um, but, uh, yeah, so so his life's still, like, really on the upswing, and it's kind of been building all up to this point. But then, um, so the, the album, Smile, is slated to come out in 67 in January, and it keeps getting pushed back and pushed back. It gets pushed back to May. Uh, and then cancellation is announced because for some reason it's just not coming along the way it's supposed to mm-hmm. and that this is the point when when Wilson really starts to have a serious decline okay. there's all this mounting stress of what his commitment to the Beach Boys has been there's the approach of the birth of his first daughter mm-hmm. um, and he just kind of falls apart trying to make this album and he can't put it together and this was like his most important biggest mm-hmm. thing that he'd been working on his magnum his magnum opus and so he this is the beginning of kind of his like reclusive kind of attitude and behavior Mm -hmm. so he moves into his house he has a mansion in bel-air now and so he goes and just lives in his mansion and now the band comes to his house to record and work (laughs) in his home studio so he doesn't leave the house and he's just stuck there Mm. yeah that's not so um, I did forget one very important um, anecdote Ooh, here, okay. and that's that uh, 
Wilson, well, he, he was contributing with another musician that he met at some point along the way, Van Dyke Parks, another pretty big music name. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he would come over a lot. And I don't know if this was for him particularly, but around this time where he moves and stays in the mansion and starts working on the music alone, he has a sandbox mm-hmm. and a tent built into the center of his house. Oh. <laughs> kind of like... Like the, the the Greek houses that they used to have, kind of the garden in the mm-hmm. center. I don't know. I don't know exactly yeah. how this is going, but he had a sandbox. The Beach Boy had a sandbox in his house. It seems on brand. fitting. Yes. Yeah. On brand. So that's just kind of weird. A little bit. But did he uh, play in it. See, I don't know. Get or did he sleep everywhere. in it because there was a tent in there There's too? Or his... did his friend sleep in his tent in his sandbox? And then they would get out and practice. They'd like perf- jam out together. There was some weird sand stuff going on. Ooh. More than likely, it seems like. Okay. Anyways. Interesting. All right. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so you know he's already you know maybe 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 not spending his money in the best way, but mm-hmm. uh, so so yeah so this is coming around in 1968 here. Depends his daughter's. On right about to be born there's now you know again there's this tension in the band they want him to come and perform and tour with them but he just wants to stay at freaking home Mm -hmm. um and so then in an attempt to cope with all of this stress he starts doing cocaine okay that's just a great time it's like yeah you're like still kind of you know in the first leg of your life and getting up and you're about to have a child with your wife and you decide i I want some cocaine you know what now is now would be a great time Mm. um and uh i mean i guess that could just be even more evidence for where he was mentally exactly he's probably not doing well yeah and there's there's a good quote from right around when um things started to fall apart and because uh, they were working on it and everything, and, and, and Wilson says in an interview in '68 that uh, we pulled out of that production pace really because I was about ready to die. Mm-hmm. I was trying so hard, so all of a sudden I decided not to try anymore and not try and do such great things, such big musical things. And we had so much fun. Um, and so he describes it like he had this kind of realization that he should stop pushing himself too hard, mm-hmm. and then he just had fun with the boys. It's hard to tell how much of that was just him being like, ah, I just do cocaine now and everything's fine, or if he really was at peace. Sure. Because there's this, there's this kind of weird dissonance between him, like, saying he's okay, and sometimes with, with like, his friends saying he's okay, when there's these other, like, conflicting stories of mm-hmm. him really not doing well. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, so he's, he's, he keeps trying to work on things, and he abandons project after project. Okay. And his interest in working just with the Beach Boys really starts to fade, and he just has this kind of rambling cycling thing until he inevitably self-admits himself to the psychiatric hospital Mm. um for the first time uh they try giving him talk therapy there they Mm -hmm. try giving him lithium there and ect so So were they thinking bipolar they they may have been thinking that bipolar was his problem and that he was kind of spiraling and it was starting to come out because ect is last resort it's when yeah. medication fails. Well, At least that have been true back in that right. time. Because we're talking 70s That's at right. this point? I'm talking like 68. 60, okay, so still like 68. 60s. So still yeah, a very long time ago. Treatment has come a long yeah. way. Oh, yeah. Like full 50 years. That's true. I don't have a, a... I don't think any of us have a good enough comprehension of what the medical protocol was during that time. I don't know that time specifically. In my abnormal psych class we talked about it but i don't remember 
the years. Mm. But it was, de- yeah, I, I forgot yeah. how different it was That's okay. from then. Yeah. So, at least nowadays, it's a lot safer, and it's very last resort. But, yeah, well, I don't know about back then. Yeah, so... You know, maybe they were just kind of trying everything in the book mm. they had to try to help him out in some way. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, he it, it's unclear how much it really helps him reset and feel okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but then uh, there, there becomes these kinds of, like, they have a lot of money to pay up to people. And they have a lot of, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of just pressure coming in from a lot of sides. And so... Their father, Murray, sells the publishing company that he owned that was kind of the publishing company for the boys. So that's, like, what Wilson was using to do all his studio and, like, produce the records and everything. Um, So this kind of animosity between him and the rest of the family kind of grows a bit at this point. Um, But then their cousin, Mike Love, gets sick. Wilson steps in for the band again to take over at this point. And so then, like, he's kind of thrust back into this thing. He's kind of peer pressured back into the mm. band after having this really, like, bad episode okay. and really wanting to just stay home. But they just, they pull him in and, like, we need you, man. We need <laughs> you, Brian. Poor guy. Um, yeah. And so he ends up producing most of the songs and writing for most of the songs on their next album. Um, it becomes a failure. Their record oh. label drops them. Their contract's terminated. Oh, jeez. Wow. Yeah. So they get moved from Capitol Records. To, to reprise records so they just okay. get shuffled around and just trade to the next person who wants to pay for them okay. but in the contract for the band it's specifically stated that Brian's a part of it and that he's oh, working wow. on everything okay. that's the only conditions that they're with them that's rough and so they sign on who knows how reluctantly that is for Brian who really just doesn't want to be a part of it anymore uh-huh. but they're like we want we need, we need the money it's you're the one who needs to be here to get tied to all this uh, poor guy he doesn't want this anymore at this point so yeah it's like, really bad and so he really tries to just do things in a different direction so so this is this is all around 1970 and so mm-hmm. right around this time um brian wilson opens up a health food store oh he calls it the radiant radish <laughs> and it stays up running for two years the alliteration beach boys oh, radiant, radish. radiant radish just carrying it on. it's crazy right I like wow. it. but uh, apparently he's more of a musician than a businessman <laughs> so they have to go out of business because i guess organic vegetables were expensive back in you know, not too much it's... has changed, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but given the the social climate, Radiant Radish might thrive a little bit more mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. He could give it another shot if he feels so inclined. Yeah, Bring it back. you know, it, it would be nice. Yeah. Wouldn't it be nice? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so then, yeah, you know, this kind of, I think it hurts his feelings a little bit, mm. and I think... You know, he starts again. This this public image starts to build up about him as being kind of washed up, kind of has been falling off the rails, kind of thing. It starts to hit the media, and they start to run with the story like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if he kind of feeds into it or how much they were kind of just picking up on what was happening. So he spends a lot of time at home, just making music, just working by himself in the house, and he's uh, making a lot of what people thought was kind of concerning like musically he'd just be writing these really weird complex intricated syncopated kind of songs Mm. um has he been diagnosed with anything at this point he hasn't been diagnosed with anything at this point but he's definitely has some issues that are starting to really affect everything for him Mm. Mm -hmm. so uh yeah yeah so 
and at this point too he starts working on the next album with the beach boys but by this point he's done so much cocaine and he's smoked so many cigarettes that his Oof. voice is kind of damaged Aww. and it doesn't really start it's not working as well as it used to he's like 30 he's yeah around that oh, yeah so at this point for that. i have a question yeah, yeah. that i Probably should have clarified earlier, but is he the lead singer of yeah. the group? Yeah, they they, oh, they, really? they would really all kind of sing together and take turns. Okay, gotcha. But um, he was masterminding a lot of it, and he would sing on a lot of it. Okay, yeah. so how would that work in terms of touring if he if he was staying right. at home? Um, I mean, yeah, he would need to do the less, the, the basically the lower parts of the songs, and then his brothers had to take the higher, maybe lead parts. Okay. And it kind of would switch off the responsibility because he's just a horse, I guess, at that yeah, point. Yeah, okay. Um, oh, I think, did you mean earlier? Yeah, I meant more like when um, when he didn't want to go on tour and he was mm. at home and they had to, they were still like touring he around was, the yeah, country. He was, and just kind of chilling. Um, How did they sing? Yeah. Yeah, like, did they have someone fill in for yeah so so i mean the, most of the songs are like the lyrics go and then there's a lot of like like wilson's thing was kind of like using the voice as an instrument so there's a lot mm. of acapella built into the song right. cool. there's a lot of harmonies so i think they probably had to kind of reduce it a little bit without him there because they probably meant to have the full ensemble mm-hmm. but they would probably just reduce a harmony part or something okay. to have them still perform the songs it's adapted yeah gotcha. yeah without okay. him yeah but they, they, okay. they really wanted him there which is all this pressure mm-hmm. to like have the full mm-hmm. effect right mm-hmm. yeah definitely. um but uh yeah so it's really unfortunate and so his health's really kind of in the decline mm-hmm. and then the beach boys want to move and stay in the netherlands in 72 to record their album holland hmm. and so they're <laughs> like brian you gotta come with us to the netherlands because that's where we're doing our thing and he's like fucking okay i guess oh, okay. so they go and then he he's very reluctant and he just doesn't really contribute to most everything most of what he mm-hmm. ends up working on around there like is kind of discarded or not used for the album he's just mm-hmm. kind of doing his own thing when he is working and when he's not he's just drinking and mm-hmm. he's smoking hash now because i guess they have that in the netherlands what, what is hash it's, it's <laughs> like it's just compressed pot oh so it's just higher concentration nice Wow. So more like the stuff we have nowadays. Yeah, so, so he's, <laughs> yeah. Just, he's just getting right. fucking loaded, and, and uh, what do you call it? He's, he's high and he's drunk. Okay, um, getting cross is always a good cross. time. Um, and so he's really not doing great at all. And then in 73, the next year, their their father dies. Oh, no, uh, Murray. He, Murray passes away, oh. and that was really what sends Brian oh. off the deep end. Um, wow. Um, and so at that hmm. point... He is completely secluded in his house. He's drinking. He starts doing heroin at some point. Um, there's reports that he's having like eating disorder kind of problems. Hmm. Um, he has um, a suicide attempt in his car. Um, he apparently buries a grave in his backyard of his house and then demands to be pushed into it and buried oh. in it. Oh my. So he's really not doing great. Oh. Um yeah, it was it was really, really not great. And yeah, so there's a quote from an interview in 2004 where he says, I was snorting cocaine, which I shouldn't have gotten into. It messed up my mind and it unplugged me from music. I just remember reading magazines. I would say, get me a Playboy. Get me a penthouse. <laughs> the essentials. So this is... <laughs> of course. Nothing but the best for our man, Brian. <laughs> His wish is our command. Yeah. 
I know why Carney Wilson sounded familiar. Oh, no. <laughs> so there's another podcast that's Ooh. great called Welcome to the Magic Tavern. Mm. And one of Arnie knee camps. So that's the whole thing is where he falls into an alternate, or not alternate, parallel universe that's very magical. And one of his nicknames is Carnival Wilson. Because ah. <laughs> it's just a play on all these, because it's a, it's a imp- not impromptu. Improv. improv. It's an improv pocket. It's really entertaining. But I was like, Carney Wilson, why does that sound so familiar? I, <laughs> I bet you that's what the reference is. Yeah. Okay, sorry, that it just came to me. Okay, good. Please continue. Good. Yeah, you got it. We're good. Um So yeah, he's 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 everything short of a of a you know, just total absolute wreck. Mm. Um sounds like he's there. <laughs> Has he hit rock bottom yet? Well, he's still married it seems okay. like um the marriage is really on the rocks they have a second daughter along the way at some point too Aww. and his daughters i guess were pretty like they could tell like he wasn't really in a good place for a lot of the times sure. that they were growing up there's some quotes from them about kind of just he would be really obsessive about the music and everything mm. um and so he would just go and just sit at the piano and just do stuff they'd always be thinking about stuff okay um yeah, and so he, he ends up making acquaintance during this reclusive period, though, with uh, Danny Hutton, who I'd know nothing about, but he apparently had this kind of nice pad going on in the L.A. area, mm-hmm. and so Wilson would go over there, like John Lennon would go over there, all these oh. kind of types, and so they all just kind of, like, trip acid together and, like, oh, do the yeah. do the thing, mm-hmm. and so then his wife, Marilyn, would send her friends to go sneak into Hutton's house and steal Brian back to get him away from Aww. there. Um just trying to Aww. save them. Steal yeah. your man. Steal your man. <laughs> Steal your own man. <laughs> Rescue oh, him. Poor wife. Yeah, Jeez. yeah. She it seems like she she tried. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. And then and then in, in seventy four there's an anecdote where there's a, a jazz jazz musician, Larry Coriel, and mm-hmm. he's playing at, at a large venue, the the Troubadour somewhere in the area. Mm-hmm. And uh Brian Wilson interrupts him in the middle of his performance and Oof. jumps on stage and starts singing Oof. beep bop alula oh um okay all right so he's you know he's just having fun i guess is, is that one of their fun. songs i don't know what that song is but i thought the name of it was beep worth bop, mentioning because i can just kind of says it's a rockabilly, rockabilly. song okay. first recorded in 1956 by gene vincent and his like beep bop alula la beep bamboo you know okay yeah that's fun so he's uh so yeah he's i would assume he was pretty wasted mm. i kind of almost hope so if he's gonna be doing <laughs> yeah. um gotta have a good excuse so yeah things are not going well so i i believe it's his family he starts looking for something to really find a way to help him and this is where it gets into a really really bad period because Whoa. enter eugene landy um radical therapist radical okay. psychiatrist radical that's um, not good so landy uh very quickly diagnoses wilson as a paranoid schizophrenic okay okay this diagnosis is later retracted oh. um but for the time being they label him as a, as a paranoid schizo mm. and and landy's radical approach is what you might call 24-hour therapy which means uh. he has a team of professionals and they watch wilson around the clock Okay. And they control everything that he does oh and monitor God. everything that he does. 
and they give him zero privacy. And in doing this kind of like controlling his life from every single angle, mm-hmm. they get him off the drugs because he can't well, sure. escape to do anything. It kind of sounds like being in the psych ward. It kind of does, but it's like at his own house. Right. Yeah. He's like on institutional hall to like his own hmm. house. And he's being like, she's being like shuffled around to shows and to recording sessions and everything, but he's being hmm. micromanaged at every step. Which sounds horrible, but also I can kind of understand that. Like, I'm not saying it's okay, but I can see how they got there if he was really not doing well. And it's pretty unclear, like, how much this is exactly what he wanted or not, too, right? He might have been very much on board with the idea at the start. It's hard hard to say if there was anything wrong in, like, trying to do something like this. Mm. But a lot of the friends and acquaintances described Wilson as being really strange and really off-putting and really out of character Mm. during this period. Mm. That he wasn't acting like himself ever since Landy came in. Okay, that's, yeah, that's not good. And people Uh would describe uh, Landy as unethical, as just a total dickwad, as, like, not not a good guy. Uh -uh. Uh-uh. so yeah, like, like but so then Wilson was, was still wasn't doing okay. He was just being so surveilled that he couldn't have any freedom or control for himself. So he'd be doing interviews with, with the press, and he would just uh, ask for drugs during the interviews mm-hmm. because he just couldn't get them anywhere else. So he's mm-hmm. just like, you guys got something for me? Uh, yeah, um, yeah, and and then so the Rolling Stones doing a piece on him, and the editor at the time who's there, David Felton. Um, who's kind of just spending time with Wilson and, and the team and everything mm-hmm. to kind of build his profile. Because, like, now that he's under the 24-hour therapy, the Beach Boys are working more, and they're mm-hmm. starting to come back into the scene, so they're doing oh, the press wow. rounds. Mm-hmm. Um, so then uh, he, the, he records an interaction with Landy's medical team and Wilson where they mm-hmm. promise Brian that they're going to get him a cheeseburger mm-hmm. if he writes a new song. Cheeseburger. That's so sad. So, like, the guy couldn't even have a freaking cheeseburger unless he wow. did something That's horrifying. For yeah, and so, yeah, he's not only a therapist, he's kind of like a manager and, like, a business partner. Really micromanaging his whole life. He starts getting involved in the musical affairs, and he starts know, getting involved in the financial sweet. affairs of the band. Yeah. So that's... he really, like, ins- puts himself right there in control of everything. All lines have been crossed. Yeah. Like, there's nothing left. That's, that's a little off-putting, I'm... It's disturbing is what it is. Yeah, yeah. And all Wilson wants to do is leave and work solo mm. and, and do that kind of thing. There's a quote where he says he feels like a stock commodity. Mm. He's being shuffled around and used for the yeah. money people make off of him. Um, and so... Yeah, it kind of seems like... It seems like they weren't even taking into account how poorly he was doing. They were just like, give me the money. Yep. We need you for the money. As long as your face is there That's and we so can put your name on it. Because it's his family, too. Yeah. I mean, even before his dad died, it seemed like that was just... That's that's the real thing. is because like the, the fame and the career of it all yeah. got in front of the whole family thing, mm-hmm. right? And it just stayed like that for a long time. Business family. Your personal <laughs> life. Your professional life. Keep it life. separate. Doesn't work. Yeah. Just like what we're time. doing right now. Just like what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> That's different. This isn't business. Oh, yeah. oh. well, not yet. But until oh. the sponsorships come rolling, let's <laughs> not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> okay. So uh, things are not looking good. They're not at all. Um, and so, come '76, um, Landy's fired. He's good. dismissed over like a payroll discrepancy. <laughs> um, 
So that's what we're gonna fire him for. <laughs> so you know, I guess I guess that's okay. And then Wilson's kind of up and down. He spends a few years working with the band, doing good. Okay. Uh, then he's back on the drug benders, mm. and he's back with the band, and then he's back on the drugs. Okay. Um, he ended up being a vagrant for a little while in '78 <laughs> until he was brought to that uh, ER for alcohol poisoning in San Diego. Mm. But he's just kind of like hanging out. Uh, he was cited once, I guess, at a gay bar where he just showed up and started playing piano for drinks. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> All right. <That's>... Yeah. <laughs> Use your talents for something. For something. <laughs> yeah. Something. So in, in, in 1979, he amicably divorces mm. from the wife because mm. he just has so many issues and it's sure. kind of obvious. Um, <sighs> and so he's in and out of the hospital. He's having mood swings. He's just back to being all over the place without Landy being there. Hmm. Um, it's almost like he can't, he needed, he almost, it's not like he almost needed that control, though. That makes sense that, that Landy offered him some stability, regardless of, like, I mean, obviously, he, it there wasn't, were issues. There were issues. It wasn't the ideal situation, but mm-hmm. maybe that stability and that order was something that he really benefited from. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. And so, yeah, yeah, fast forward to 1982. Uh, Wilson is deep in debt. There's a lot of back taxes to the government that were never paid. And so mm-hmm. he actually ends up in debt, even though he has all this money, because you just spend it, and then yeah. you need to pay your goddamn taxes. <laughs> so he's in a really nasty situation, mm-hmm. which doesn't help his mental health at all. No. Um, and so he has another kind of drug overdose, ends up in the hospital, and his family's like, okay, we're going to get Dr. Landy back, because like, mm. you obviously need something. Sure. And Wilson, like, hates the guy. And he's like, I don't want to do it. I'll do it with anybody but him. And they say, nope, it's got to be him. He's the Ugh. one who's going to do it. He's the one that we trust. Well, yeah. And so then he's, he reluctantly agrees. Is he diagnosed with any? Is, he, is it still paranoid? I don't know if the paranoid schizophrenia is still active. I, I assume that it is. Okay. I assume that it wasn't revoked until after Landy's completely out of the picture. And oh, yeah. Well, it's doctors. good to know he... <laughs> He heads we'll out. get there. Like, oh, okay, let's... Well, slowly but surely, yeah. And so he's, um... This time, Landy's idea is, like, you're not allowed to be in the band. You're not allowed to work with the band. You're out of the band. You're done with the band, which is something that he kind of wanted. Mm-hmm. But on top of that, it's complete isolation from friends and family. Okay, no. So, yeah, he's not allowed to no. talk to anybody or see anybody at all. How was that supposed to help him? I That doesn't make That's... sense to me. Because he, he tr- they, they convinced him that, like, it was unhealthy for him to be talking to his family at this point. Uh, that that's he a cult-like idea. That's... Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he has, like, this team of professionals, like, monitoring him constantly. Mm-hmm. And they put him on this really strict, like, health regimen and mm-hmm. diet and everything. Like yeah. And so it's, it, it is interesting. It is effective in some way over the next two years. He drops from 311 pounds, so he kind of ballooned during a lot of this. <laughs> yeah. He drops from 311 to 185. Okay. Over the course of how many years? Two years. That's... I don't know how that is. Um, Health-wise, I don't know, but that's yeah. quite a difference. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, if it's over the process of two years, it's probably... I hope so. That sounds very drastic. Very drastic. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's kind of crazy. And then. <laughs> Because, because he's hit his goals and he's been watching the cheeseburgers, they're like, okay, you get to, uh, you get to work with the Beach Boys again. Um, <laughs> you get some socializing now. So he goes and he hangs out with the boys. He does one album with the boys and then it's like okay. back to being pulled away from them. Wow. And like, we're going to, we're going to keep you away still. Wow. Um, and over, over this, these last three years from 83 to 86 in, in like eighties money, they paid him, they paid Dr. Landy about $430,000. 
uh, annually. Wow. Oh, wow. So they, he was sucking away. And then he was demanding more money for what he was doing. Of course he was. Wow. And so um, Carl, one of his brothers, gives him some of oh. the royalties to the Beach Boys music. So now he's making money because for all their still, sales. They're paying off their debts and things yeah. like that at this point. So. Yeah, so like they, they, like then they need him to get the treatment and everything. So now, mm. so also now Landy really has his foot in the game as like, I have stock in the Beach Boys because I own the royalties. <sighs> See, that, that really upsets me because this guy is just taking advantage of this poor, just sick man. Yeah. And his yeah. support system to his own gain. Like, it makes me think of this doc, quote, quote unquote, doctor um, that we looked at in Abnormal Psych, who, this was when personality disorders were really big, mm-hmm. and, or the whole, um, like, Bates Motel, mm-hmm. with the multiple personality, mm-hmm. and he just had this woman under kind of a, what is it, when they do this? Oh, yeah, thing. hypnotism. Yeah, the hypnotism yeah. to... Oh make her, I mean, not make her, but kind of planted these different personalities. So she had over a hundred different personalities. Oh my God. And it was very leading, kind of like, oh, do you remember when your dad raped you? And she's like, ah. He's like, do you remember? So he was planting these false memories and was like, oh, that must be a different personality. And he, it was very kind of similar where he was yeah. with her all the time. Yeah. And I was thinking about this guy. Yeah. I, I forgot his name, this. but he's he's still practicing. Because he just got banned in like the one state. Yeah. So it's. It, oh. That shouldn't be allowed. Uh-huh. And you, you hear these women talking about it and it just sounds horrible. Yeah. That's. Oh. I haven't heard of that. That's. I'll have to look it no, up. That's it's, bad. <sighs> yeah, it's bad. That gets me going. Yeah, so, you know, he's just making money hand over fist from these guys, just ripping them off, it really seems like. Yeah. And then they start working on the Brian Wilson solo album. Oh, But it's not really the Brian Wilson solo album, because Landy has so much of a say in the direction of the music by this point, because he's controlling everything about Brian's life, that he's directly working on the music itself. Landy apparently uh, gets his girlfriend some in on writing for the album too what? that's so weird so he's, he's, he's letting his girlfriend work on the brian wilson album that's so weird what? yeah does landy even have any musical experience like i'm confused by his whole what's what's I, his deal swept in and he really did just sweep in yeah and around this time these rumors start coming up that uh did did Brian have a stroke? Did he did oh. he overdose on something? He seems he seems off. Something, oh. Something's oh, wrong my. with him. Huh. Uh, it turns out he gets diagnosed with tardive dyskinesia. Oh, um, never heard of that. Which, from what I could tell, is seems pretty similar to Parkinson's. Hmm. Oh, wow. Um, maybe not as sporadic, but you get these kind of compulsive, involuntary, repetitive movements. Oh. Um, and it's a result from antipsychotic drugs. And yeah. so, from what they, yeah. from what I can tell, it seems like like a fifth of people mm-hmm. who use the drugs mm-hmm. for a long term period end up with the the dyskinesia. Yeah. Um, and uh, also, while they were working on this album, the engineering staff in the studio, doing all the kind of like wire, you know, moving around and everything, observed there. There's I, there's no specific quotes or anything, but it, I guess they they got a look at 
what Landy was carrying around in his medicine bag, and mm-hmm. it seemed like he had like every pharmaceutical you could think of. He had uppers, downers, sideways. He had everything, <laughs> and he was just pumping Brian full of everything, oh whatever he needed to get him to do something at that time. Wow. Um, Did he get thrown in jail? No. Oh. Even though what he was doing was oh, that hurts illegal. Yeah. Um, did he? Did he even have a like a medical degree? He was a licensed. I guess he was a licensed psychiatrist. Oh. Um. I'll yeah. give that a hearty. What the fuck? Yeah. It's, it's it's really bad. And so, you know, it hits this point where. I guess, I don't know if it's payroll or something else, but they separate again in 89. Landy stops being the doctor. Um, but they stay business partners, and he's still trying to work with Brian on music stuff, even though he's not doing the therapy anymore. Wow. Um, he tries to get Brian working with him to do a solo album called Sweet Insanity, which oh. the record label shoots down. <laughs> so I guess it's good. Yeah. Um, and then Wilson writes a memoir. It's unclear whether he had a ghostwriter or anything. But in, in mm. so in ninety one, he publishes a memoir talking about. He talks about an abusive relationship with his father. Mm. Um, and he talks about Landy abusing him mm. uh, with oh, yeah. like, the medications mm. and everything. And it's kind of this like tell all kind of thing. I guess Excellent. it was. I guess his family didn't really understand what was going on until mm. around this time, huh. and like they didn't actually realize what Landy was doing, and so they were kind of kind of getting pulled into the con. Because when um, this this happened, mm-hmm. and the family finally figured out his brothers and whoever else, uh, they went into what, ha- what turned into a two-year-long uh, conservatorship battle mm. uh, against Landy mm-hmm. with the state of California. Okay. And um, Landy lost his license to practice in California. Okay, is, of course. Is the extent of the punishment. All right. There. And they get a restraining order for Brian to towards land. At least there's that. Yeah. Um God. Yeah, really really crappy. There's so yeah, no he justice. just gets to move to Nevada and keep doing the same thing. There's no justice in that. Um with all his money. With all his money and his Beach Boys royalties. Wow. I don't know if he's still kicking or not. Mm. I hope not. Hope but, not. We can um, look into that for like sociopathic tendencies. Yeah. Psychopathic. Definitely. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, and uh, so Brian Wilson is kind of again up again, off again mm. for a little while. Um, he revisits Smile um, and starts working on it again, Aww. and he releases what is like a substantially kind of different, changed altered but kind of put together version of the album in 2004 which is 37 years after he originally planned to do that so he kind of puts together the album for what it what it's worth i like that and releases it yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. apparently around this period there's another anecdote where i guess he fell asleep while playing the piano but he kept playing while he (laughs) fell asleep (laughs) i don't know about that one but uh so ever since coming into like the 21st century he's kind of just been um, like doing like some tours, some performances, some of this kind of thing. Mm. Um, he's done like cameos and that kind of crap. Um, and the the running theory though is that he's just under the care of some new kind of handlers that are like micromanaging everything for him. Mm-hmm. And this seems to be like a theory that that people push that like he doesn't really want to be touring still. He still doesn't want to be going out and making all the flights and doing all the sure. things, but. He's just ended up in the hands of somebody else who's kind of touting him around and making money off of him. 
So it's unclear how much he still wants to be kind of in the public scene doing but this. But he still is. He still is. And he's mm-hmm. still, he's done shows. As, he had a tour last year. Oh, okay. Um, and so, yeah, he, but he's been more stable ever since. Okay. And just kind of hanging out. And yeah, it's a lot. There's not as much happening in like the last like 10 years now to present. Cool. He's kind of just, he's just hanging out and making flights and doing the occasional interview and all the so, boring old famous person stuff. Yeah. So you said he, his paranoid schizophrenia... So that was retracted. Right. I think his current diagnosis is schizoaffective. Um, so it's it's just a milder right. kind form. Of almost usually a precursor to schizophrenia. It can be. It's kind of just like the negative symptoms. Mm. Right. Where negative meaning. Like like you have the withdrawn right. and secluded and kind of not caring about uh, like the social interactions. Right. So what about those elements of like paranoia or delusions the paranoia never seemed to be much of a actual thing right uh-huh. so he had those auditory hallucinations which i yes. guess still kind of persist which i want to clarify that would be under positive symptoms yeah, yeah. that seems to be the only kind of positive symptom though With the everything else seems to be him being positive. really reclusive <laughs> yeah we're adding friends They're yes it's the party <laughs> <laughs> okay well so, um, when he's going on tour, or when he's out and about, like, is it on a solo career? Are the Beach Boys still together? Yeah, it's kind of a solo thing. They've done some, like, reunion things, too, but a lot of it's just him working solo. So, so he, he released... they broke up? They're, they're essentially broken up. They're essentially done as a group. Mm-hmm. He released Smile, like, as a solo thing. There mm-hmm. is, like, a Beach Boys version. Oh, that's um, weird. But it, it, it's kind of weird. Um... But yeah, they're kind of they're kind of dissolved amicably because it's okay. just been so long and yeah, definitely. people kind of gone in like their own ways with solo careers. Sure. Like a they're actually there was some animosity where their cousin um, he sued Wilson over Mr. like Love? yeah, Mr. Love sued Wilson. You know they were cousins. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the lawsuit never so went through or it was settled <laughs> out of court, but uh, a lot of kind of animosity ends up going between them. There's some interviews that they talk about each other and like they don't really consider themselves friends necessarily Aww. kind of thing so the family's still kind of like a lot of stress and tension from the whole everything that happened mm-hmm. so there's some some damage some lasting scars mm-hmm. i guess but that makes uh sense. you know about anything about like his wife and kids he he, he did uh do an album with his two daughters oh, they did an album together that's um, sweet yeah. yeah yeah i don't know anything about about marilyn oh. or anything that was the wife, the wife it was yeah. uh Ex-wife. Carney and someone else was his daughters. Yeah, they did an album together. Um, seems like a nice thing. Seems like those they, they got a good relationship going on. That's nice. Which is nice. I want to read but his it's... memoir. That sounds very interesting. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Maybe I know Box of Oddities. Another shout out. They do. They have a Goodreads, mm-hmm. and so maybe we can do something like that, or just post about it. But that sounds interesting. Yeah. I would like to read that sometime. Yes. Speaking of posting, uh, should I have to do a little... Well, actually, I should ask Andrew, are you pretty much... Yeah, how are you feeling on our Yeah, on so our Beach uh, listen to the Beach Boys. Do you have any um, like top album you would recommend? Listen to Smile, mm-hmm. um, whichever versions you want. I, I think the Beach Boys presents Smile is really good the brian wilson smile sessions is kind of like a like a compilation of all the kind of um bits and, and knobs from when he was working on it over the years mm-hmm. 
also really nice. Then there's Smiley Smile, which was the Beach Boys kind of like fully produced version of some of the songs with some other additions. Okay. Um, and listen, listen to Pet Sounds. That was kind of their their big mm. breakout kind of album. That one's got a lot of the the, the more hits. famous hits. Okay. Got a lot of nice songs. I get around's a nice song. Help me, Rhonda's a nice song. Okay. Uh, just listen to the Beach Boys. I like yeah. I like four oh nine. It's one of my favorites. Cool. Um, but uh, other than that, no, I think uh, I think we've wrapped this up pretty well. Wow. Yeah, thanks for sitting through it with me. Yeah, that was a very educational journey. I think I learned a lot about the Beach Boys. I, I had no idea. Know. Yeah. Their music is so upbeat. You would have no I, I wouldn't have any idea. Totally. All yeah. this yeah. nastiness was kind of below the surface, Ooh. behind the scenes. Sounds like he's really, He was a genius, though. Or is. <laughs> I know. He's, he's, he's still going. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting that he's still still around. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So so maybe maybe we'll, we'll post a little something about the Beach Boys. Um, we have yeah. an Instagram. We do. So we're going to, I guess, plug this right now. We're starting to create um, various social media. So right now, our Instagram is brainsick.podcast. There's nothing posted yet at the it's time coming. of this recording. It's <laughs> so coming. we'll see. We have a YouTube. Right. And I think it's just brain sick podcast beautiful i think we'll just post the audio there um i guess oh, it's not really cool. relevant for people listening to this because i feel like then you already have if you access, want to share it but yeah do that there. we have a facebook page which is also brain sick is podcast in there i think it's just brain sick i think so yes yeah i mean if you type it in it'll probably pop up Mm-hmm. And we might do a Spotify. We just want to kind of get this to anyone who wants to hear it and have the opportunity to share it. So I think, Definitely. yeah, that's where you can find us. So, yeah, let's call it. Let's, let's Thank sign it you off. for listening. Yes, much appreciated. Yes, thank you. And, I mean, if you have anything to add, if you have any ideas for us, you want to hear anybody, go ahead, send us a message. And... Maybe we'll consider it. <laughs> maybe. 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 No promises. <laughs> Nothing set in stone. Just, uh, just try to talk to us and we'll see if you're worth it. Oh. Yeah. You're well, always worth it, I promise. If you listen to the Beach Boys, you're probably worth it. No, oh, definitely. Okay. Maybe. It depends which ones. Sure. If, if you, you listen, listen to the Pendletones, you're right. definitely worth it. Okay. There we go. The Inglewood Boys. The Inglewood Boys. The Inglewoodians. <laughs> Okay, I think we're good. Yeah, so we'll catch you next time. Alita's yeah. gonna... I'm planning on talking about Dear Evan Hansen, so a little bit of a different different. Job. I like this. We're gonna... Yeah. Fiction. Me yeah. too. Yes, jumping to a fictional story. Yeah. Um, oh, before I forget, shout out to Nestor, my buddy, for providing the microphone that we are recording uh-huh. on right now. Yes. He couldn't hear us without it. Yeah, he donated it for us to us to quote the baby pod so that's cute so thank you nester we're probably gonna have him on as a guest after alita's episode so we'll see how that works out yes but till then we will catch you later bye thank you for listening